Welcome to the Holistic Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimberly Ann Marsden. On today's show, I'm talking all about how to develop your self-care practices. So many of us are really great about taking care of other people, but not quite as good at taking care of ourselves. So today's episode is dedicated all to you. It's all about you and what your needs are and how to figure that out, where to start, and hopefully some inspiration for you to make some changes in your life one step at a time because it will add up to transformation. So get ready to spend some time thinking about yourself, what you need, and how to make the changes that you want in your life. Here we go. Hello, hello. And for today, I am flying solo. So I decided that I wanted to talk about self-care today. Just the concept of how important self-care is, but everybody knows that. So that's not going to be news to you. Um, I, but what I did want to talk about is self-care as a journey and self-care as a process that constantly evolves. So just want to start at the foundations at the very beginning. And when we think of self-care, a lot of us are not very good at self-care, something that I've really, really worked on and continue to work on for myself. But I want to say that the root of self-care is really self-love and self-compassion. And I want you to think about that for a minute because self-love is a real challenge for a lot of people. And if you don't love yourself, then you don't make yourself a priority. And if you're not a priority, guess what happens to self-care? Not much, (laughs) not much at all. So really take a moment to say to yourself, do I love myself? Do I really, really love myself? And how would I know? How would I know if I love myself? Well, part of the answer to that question is, how do you know is if the choices you're making honor who you are and how you want to live? Because when you love yourself, you make yourself a priority and you make your choices from that place. That doesn't mean that you're going to make every choice, the correct choice, the choice that is the best possible choice for your physical, mental, and emotional and spiritual well-being. But it means that it's the consistent pattern that you put yourself as the priority. And you have compassion for yourself when you fall short of being able to do that for whatever reason. And so I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again for those of you that haven't heard it. For myself, you know, I looked at myself sort of from an external point of view and thought, you know, I just assumed, I never really thought about it. Let's be honest. I never really thought about whether I loved myself or not. It wasn't a conversation I had with myself until one day I was at a physician's appointment for adrenal fatigue. And I'll never forget it. The doctor came in and he said to me, Hey, he said, you know, you don't love yourself. And I was really angry by that. (laughs) 
I really was. I didn't show it to him. And I thought about it later. And I said to myself, why would he say such a a rude thing to me? Of course, I love myself. I'm so fantastic. And I went through and reassured myself with all the external facts by my achievements of how much I love myself, because all these achievements showed that, you know, I was a good person, that I was doing, making good choices. And in reality, things may have looked good on paper, but obviously they weren't, I wasn't doing well, or I wouldn't have been in the doctor's office for adrenal fatigue if I loved myself enough to do the self-care and put myself first. But I didn't realize that for a long time. And I kind of say, you know, at that point in my life, I was definitely a slow learner and I was very resistant to changing things. Um, partially because I wasn't awake enough to realize that I needed to change things. And I thought I could do these short-term things. So when you're looking at self-care, start with the self-love. And one way to do that is, are you able to look in the mirror and look yourselves in the eyes? You know, this is the old version of Louise Hay's mirror work. Robert Holden uses it too. A lot of different practitioners do. But it's a really simple test for yourself. Like when you look in the mirror, and I'm not talking about looking externally when you're putting on makeup or if you're shaving, I'm not talking about that kind of looking in the mirror. I'm talking about looking into your eyes as the windows to your soul. And I'm talking about looking at yourself and really seeing the being that's there and telling yourself, I love you, blank, fill in your name. And are you able to do that? Do you feel it? How does that resonate with you when you say that to yourself? You might cry. You might have trouble looking at yourself. And all that's okay. You just want to recognize that you need to spend time getting to know that person, that being, that spirit. And so I challenge you to do that and see what happens. And then that'll start to answer the question of, do I love myself? And by doing something like that on a regular basis and talking to yourself kindly and compassionately and telling yourself that you love yourself, you will develop that connection to yourself. That's really what we're looking for is that connection to you. It's that plugging back into your spirit, to your mind, your body, and integrating it all together and saying, I am a spirit having a human experience. And how do I negotiate this? How do I navigate this? And self-care is a huge part of that. And so, like I said, You need to have the self-love in order to be consistent with the self-care. And as far as the self-care, the other thing I want to say about that is it's a process. And it's something that you need to do continually. But as you deepen your connection to yourself, your compassion, your understanding of yourself, you'll also find that you deepen your self-care practices in that it becomes not more important, but more than that, it becomes part of who you are and part of how you want to go through your day. It feels good to take care of yourself. 
And I want to dispel the myth because so many people say this to me all the time. Isn't it selfish? No, (laughs) no, 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 no. Can I say that enough times? No, self-care is not selfish. Self-care is imperative for your health and well-being. You absolutely need to take care of yourself because you cannot give to other people what you don't have. So you want to make sure that you have the energy that you need for yourself because as you fill yourself Think of yourself as a, as, a, as a cup. As you fill the cup up, what you want to be able to do is you want to take all as that cup runs over because you're so full, because you're so full of joy and energy and all the things that you've created by taking care of yourself. That cup runs over and all the excess, you have that to give away to other people. And there's still a full cup for yourself. But if you drain your resources, if you drain the cup and you're trying to give from an empty cup or a cup that's running on low, then you constantly run out and you don't have enough for yourself or for other people. And that's when we start snapping at children or, you know, coworkers or whatever. Our cup is just empty. We just don't have it. We don't have the patience. We don't have the compassion, the kindness. We're running low. We're running low on resources. And all those things are a sign that we need to fill back up. So how do we do that? Okay. So we say, okay, we got the self-love piece. We're going to work on that piece, work on that connection to ourself so that we want to do the self-care, right? Because that's the thing. You're not even going to put any effort into doing self-care if you don't believe you're worth it. And I can tell you every single one of the people listening, everyone, everyone is worth it. You are worth it but only you are the one that can make yourself the priority. I can't do that for you. Your spouse can't do that for you. Your children, your co-workers, your family members, your friends. It's that personal responsibility piece. Only you can take personal responsibility and own, own your health and well-being. Own your self-care. Basically, own the choices that you make on how you're going to treat yourself. So, okay, let's say, all right, I got this. I got this down now. I'm working on that self-love and self-compassion piece. And I want to I get some action practices going. I want to take a look at my self-care. So what are you going to look at? Well, the way I usually break things down is, you know, into the physical, the physical body, the emotional body the mental aspects, and the spiritual aspects. So if we take a look at the physical aspects for self-care, obviously we want to look at how are you taking care of the physical body here in this material realm? Are you eating properly, eating healthy, making healthy food choices? Are you eating mindfully? Meaning when you're eating, are you stopping to enjoy the food, to chew the food? So it's not just about what you're eating, but how you're eating and be kind to yourself. If this is new to you, don't expect yourself to go out and choose all whole foods from the very beginning and then stop and chew every piece, you know, 30 times. And before you swallow, that's, that's not realistic. And that's not, that's not kind to yourself. So you want to set realistic goals and expectations for yourself. 
And you really want to give yourself credit and gratitude for any of the progress, you, any and all of the progress you make. So that's a key too. But the other things to look at as far as physical self-care are how are you sleeping? Are you setting yourself up to have good sleep hygiene? Because as we know, sleep is absolutely critical for all facets of our health. So I can't say enough about really making sure that you make the choices that are going to enable you to sleep well, meaning being off devices, a couple hours before you go to bed, all the screens. If you choose to be on a screen, use blue light blockers or some devices have that way that you can block the blue light on them in the evening. Make sure your house isn't lit up you know, with all kinds of bright lights at night. You got to give your body the signal that it's time to go to sleep. So you want to lower the lighting in the evening. You want to make sure that you're getting outside and following the circadian rhythm as far as light and dark and getting the appropriate melatonin that you need and vitamin D. It's critical being in an artificial environment all day is very confusing to the body because you're a human being. You're not a robot. So we still function through evolution by signs that are related to our natural environment, the sun, the moon, the seasons, the cycles. So when we're in rhythm with those, it helps with our sleep and our, our overall well-being. So take a look at your sleep. Are you shutting the Wi-Fi off? Are you shutting any? We are electrical beings. Are you shielding yourself from electrical frequencies that can disrupt sleep? Things like Wi-Fi, electronics in the bedroom, all those types of things. And are you watching things before you go to bed that are upsetting? Are you processing your emotions before you go to sleep? By journaling, by music, by whatever way that works for you to process your emotions. You want to make sure that you sort of clear your system out before you go to sleep. And exercise. Are you exercising during the day? Are you taking movement breaks? Are you getting the type of input that you need during the day for your body to be vibrant physically. And then I'm going to mention grounding. Are you getting outside in nature? Are you grounding? Are you having exposed skin to help yourself get the DC energy current from the earth? Did a whole podcast on that with Dr. Conover. It's so critical for your health and well-being, and it really should be a part of your daily self-care practice. And it really helps you be in the rhythms that you need to be to sleep and to be healthy. And it's really just a great way to reboot. It's basically a way of recharging and it's simple, easy, and free. So are you doing all those things for yourself physically? Are you decreasing stress? So, you know, those are some of the main ways physical for physical self-care, you know, and doing the regular hygiene things that you need to do as far as, you know, bathing and taking care of yourself when you need to slow down, are you slowing down? Are you making sure that you're not working longer hours than is physically appropriate for yourself and mentally appropriate because you can burn yourself out that way as well. So you want to look at all the facets in your life, your career, your relationships, and the impact they're having on, on your physical body. And then the other thing as far as the physical, are you listening? Are you listening to the messages of your body? And that's critical to listen to those messages and try and unravel what those messages are, because that's part of your self-care, connecting into your, to your body and understanding what your body's asking you to do. Is it asking you 
to go for a walk outside and take a break? Is your body saying that you need more movement? Is your body saying that you need, you know, more or less, whatever it is, you just need to listen and figure it out. And there's other podcasts on how to do that with some resources for that piece. So I think that's a lot that I want to say on the physical piece. I mean, we can go on and on. And then for the emotional, you know, for your emotional body, the self-care, are you, like I said, are you processing your emotions? Are you feeling, allowing yourself to feel your feelings during the day or are you shut off? Are emotions something that are just not convenient or they're just too strong and you're overwhelmed by them? And if they are, it's okay. It's about learning how to put yourself in environments so you're not overstimulated emotionally, just like you would with physically not be in an environment that's overstimulating. The same thing can happen to people emotionally. There's a lot of people out there that are very empathic and very emotionally sensitive, and that's a beautiful gift, but you want to make sure that you know how to not be overwhelmed by it. And so be aware of that. And if that is you, you may need more time to be alone and to process emotions and to work through them, Whether, however you do that. Again, whether that be journaling, whether that be through some artistic pursuits, you know, drawing, painting, writing, listening to music, anything that helps you to feel your feelings and to work through them. But for some people, they just need to recognize that their emotions are strong and that they need some time away to work with them. And for other people, it's about saying, you know what? I don't really feel much. And that happens to a lot of people. If that's you, don't be scared by that. Just acknowledge it and start working with trying to check in with your senses by doing a five senses meditation, by starting to notice any of your senses during the day. And vision we're really good at, so I wouldn't spend much time on that one. But really, when you're walking, try and listen to the sounds in nature. Try and smell things when you're outside and inside, when you're cooking and taste how does the food taste? You know, really start to utilize your senses because what you're trying to do is get back in your body. So any embodiment practices that help you connect to your physical body can also help you get in your body to feel your emotions, things like yoga, Tai Chi, meditation, all of those things, mindfulness practices. Those will help you with that emotional part of your self-care. Okay, now we're going to switch gears to to your mental practices. So those are things like paying attention to what your thoughts are. We have these scripts. We have approximately, it's been approximated that we can have up to 60,000 or more thoughts a day. That's a lot. (laughs) Think about that for a second. That's a lot of thoughts. And sometimes they're kind and they're productive and they're very task oriented. And other times they're critical and they're negative and they're derailing. And part of it's about, again, awareness, becoming aware of what they are and working with them, trying to figure out why am I thinking that? And sometimes it doesn't matter why. Sometimes you just need to try and shift the mindset, but you want to have the awareness of what's going on and you want to be making sure that you are creating the thoughts that create the experience you want to have. So for example, 
if you want to have a peaceful day, you probably don't want to be focusing on things that are outside of your control that are going to be upsetting to you. So you really want to be aware of that. Things like watching the news and getting caught in getting caught in negative loops of a, and things going on in the world that you cannot change or that are, even if you could, are traumatizing to you and overwhelming and too much for you to deal with at this point in time. It's okay to say, I can't deal with everything. You don't need to. There's a solution that we need to be able to handle everything. And you need to handle what's your responsibility. And your first responsibility is to take care of yourself. Because if you can't take care of yourself, then you're really not going to be able to do what you need to for any of the humanitarian pursuits you want or your work or your family, friendships. So keep that in mind. And then spiritually, you know, as far as our self-care spiritually, it's about figuring out for yourself, what is your spiritual connection? Do you believe in God? Do you believe in a higher power, a creator, a source? Is it higher consciousness of the self? Whatever your spiritual beliefs are, it's important for you to know what you believe and how you connect to something outside of yourself, even if you want to think of it as a higher form of yourself. That's fine too. But it's important to realize that without connecting, to all these parts of yourself, you can get caught in illusions that aren't really you. And self-care is about saying to yourself, I love myself enough to make myself a priority and then choose the action practices that I personally need. So for each person listening, what self-care practices you choose is going to be different based on who you are, what your challenges are, what your strengths are, and what you're trying to create for yourself. You know, I want you to understand too, that it's a process that changes over time. When I look at my own self-care practices, I look at what I do now, and now I kind of laugh and I'm like, I'm such a simple, low key, (laughs) low maintenance kind of person, but my self-care is very high maintenance in the sense of there's a lot of it. And I recognize that these are the things that I really need to do every day for me to be able to be who I choose to be, who I want to be, and to walk around in this world on planet earth as the person that I'm choosing so that I can give to others what I want. I can't do that if I'm not doing my action practices. And yeah, you got to do it day after day after day, but it becomes a part of a lifestyle And don't try and do it all at once. Like with any habit, you don't want to try and do everything at once. When I look at what I'm doing now and where I started, it's a huge difference. You know, right now, my action practices take hours every day, several hours every day. But I didn't start with that. I started small. You know, I started more with trying to make nutrition choices and trying to work with sleep and all of those types of things. It took me a long time to create enough space and time in my life for all my action practices. It wasn't something that came naturally to me. It wasn't something that was easy to do, but it was something when I made the commitment that it got easier over time because the more I connected into myself and who I am and what I want, the more natural it becomes to do these practices every day. 
So now I do Reiki for an hour every day. I meditate for a half hour every day. I do all kinds of functional neurology exercises, movement practices, and and different types of breath work and grounding and mindfulness. And it's not the same every day. And there is no perfect checklist for my day, but there's certain things that I don't negotiate on. I won't give away because they're too important to my day. They're too important to my self-care. And I love myself too much at this point to not do them because I know that if I don't take care of myself, that I won't be able to live the way that I want to. And the other thing I just want to say is that it's so important to know that at any point in time, you can make a change, can make one right now. And they don't have to be big. It's the little things that add up. It's that drip, drip, drip in the bucket that adds up and becomes not just a full bucket, but a river and then an ocean. But it starts one drop at a time. Just one drop at a time. And having gratitude for the process and having gratitude for all the attempts, even if they're failed attempts, you're trying, you're, you're working on things. And that's the self-compassion again. So I encourage people to say to yourself, what areas do I need to work on? Where am I going? Where, where should I start? And that's it. Just get started. There's no right or wrong way. Just navigate. But I encourage you to start with the very first question, which is, do I love myself? And how can I grow that? Because as you grow your love for yourself and it deepens, your desire for the self-care will grow as well. And remember, you are worth it. You are absolutely 100% worth it. Believe it. And make the choices that show yourself that you're worth it. You're worth taking the time to do the action practices for your self-care, to show yourself that you love yourself. And guess what? The other thing I want to mention with that is that's a huge for anyone that has children. You want your children to learn how to take care of themselves. And part of that is they're watching you. And they're watching what you're doing and your spouse or anyone that lives with you or that you're friends with, or that knows you well and sees what you're doing. They all are learning from what you're doing or what you're not doing. So think of how inspiring it is to watch someone change and you can be that change. You can be that change for yourself and you can be that change in the world. And as you change, Just think of it as that change resonates, your vibration changes, and that goes out to all the people around you and gives them the opportunity to learn and make changes too. Because we are all powerful, extremely powerful. And the love you have for yourself is one of the most powerful things in the world. So grow it, nurture it and grow your self-care practices and just start with something simple 
and realize that every day you can do little things that make a big difference. Thank you for listening. And may you be filled with love and light and inspired to connect more to yourself and make yourself a priority and deepen the love and compassion you have for you. Until next time, be you, be love, and be present.